This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Welcome back once again, Disaster Divas, to the Disaster Girls podcast. I am Jordan Cruciola. And I'm Amanda Smith. Yes, hello, everybody. This week, we are talking about the Mandy Moore epic 47 meters down. Jordan, why did you do this to me? Women versus sharks. It hurt so bad. <laughs> you loved it. I loved it. so, But like, I loved it the way that like, I feel like I would probably love Schindler's List. I would probably. So that's what <laughs> I've you never missed. seen Schindler's List, right. but I have seen 47 meters you down have now. Guys, that'll be the next movie we do. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate disaster movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Cataclysmic. Okay, so uh, 10 episodes. That's I think 10 episodes is a record for me with podcasts before they get canceled. <laughs> canceled. Yeah, canceled. that. When you said 10 episodes, I was like, wait, we're going to do 10 episodes on Chandler's List? Yeah. I thought like, I thought, yeah, we're, we're gonna I thought you were going to say like, we're just going to do the Shoah. And no, I was no, like, no. Oh we're going to, we're going to Ken Burns no, Chandler's List. Oh my God. <laughs> Limited series run. Um, no, but this, uh, so you, okay. So you haven't seen Chandler's List, but you have seen this disaster canon down. entry 47 meters down. Yeah. I guess then would you like to tell us what this movie is about, Amanda? Um, so yeah, sure. 47 Meters Down is about two sisters, Lisa and Kate, who are on a fabulous Mexican vacation. Um, they go out dancing. They meet two very handsome Mexican dudes mm -hmm. who then immediately rope them into going on a shark diving adventure. So Kate and Lisa go into the cage. Cage promptly snaps. Yeah. Plummeting this, this them. This boat is not in, no, in it was its a, best shape. It was. It is somewhere between... Um, a tugboat and <laughs> a boat made entirely out of paper. <laughs> and uh, Cage plummets 47 meters down, mm -hmm. said the title in the thing. And uh, they then have to basically fight for survival in this cage while they are constantly attacked by great white sharks. Yes. And I, I would say, like, I, I can't say that it's ridiculous that they went... Because, well, for me, it would be, I wouldn't do it because a, a quick way to get me to not do something is for guys I don't know to be like, you should do this. And yeah. even if I f at first wanted to, I'd be like, fuck you. No, I don't. <laughs> and then also though, I, I have made irrational decisions in the face of extreme sports, but I couldn't do it for water. Like I did end up the one and only time I have skydived. I know you skydove. I I skydove. Skydivin. I sky skydivid, uh, because I was just gonna go hang out with people while they were doing that. So when I lived in the Bay Area, so we drove like at least an hour or multiple hours in inland to this uh, town called Lodi, and we went to an unlicensed jump school. Jordan, this is how this is how the air. If there were sharks in the sky, this is what I'm saying. This is 47 meters it, down exactly. in the sky. So I can't fully condemn it them. It was because, unlicensed. Yeah, it was. It was a you sign your life away, and it's like FYI, you acknowledge that this is not a licensed institution for teaching skydiving, but we're experts because we've done this a lot. So you agree to strap yourself to one of us to tandem jump down, taking all liability into your hands. 
And because it was not licensed, it was only $100 a person. <laughs> so I didn't intend to go. I was not wearing, I was not in the attire to fall through the sky. I was wearing flip-flops. But because, again, of the nature of the situation, I saw everybody was going. And I was like, shit, I want to go too. So I went to the ATM, got out $100 because you had to pay cash, I think. Uh-huh. And uh, they had me just leave my flip-flops. <laughs> you skydove barefoot. Barefoot. They had me leave my flip-flops in a locker down below. Like, the funniest part wasn't actually skydiving through the air. It was walking along the tarmac to get to the plane without shoes on. <laughs> And then you go up and they just lock in to somebody else. And because I've never jumped before, so it's a tandem jump. And you're just hurtling through the air. I'm shoeless. <laughs> Amanda is so safety minded. This is truly killing her. You can't see my face, but for the entirety of that story, yeah. my jaw was... L- was hanging open. Yeah, it, it it was it was awesome. The guy the guy was lovely. Um, nothing weird happened. Uh, I was very surprised that when the chute opened and you're drifting down, it's almost it's just like conversationally quiet. Like I just kind of had my head turned to one side and we were having a conversation. But then because I wasn't wearing shoes, uh-huh. uh, when we went into land, we had to do <clears throat> a you butt to, landing. Uh huh. We had to like scoot in because like I it. You would have ripped up your feet. I would have like, you know, like weeds or splinters or whatever. And so we just did like a butt landing and then I, yeah, and then I had, I had sky dove. But so what therefore, if, what I, if none of what's happening, what if everything that's happening right now <laughs> is a hallucination? Air poisoning. Yeah. At the end of your adventure mm-hmm. in skydiving. I'm still in Lodi right now. What if this is. With broken legs. Yeah. Marin never, Marin's trying to get me home. Oh. <laughs> did Marin skydive? Did Marin skydive? This is not Friend interesting pod, to Marin. anybody. Friend of the pod. This yeah. is not interesting to anybody nope. now except for me. <laughs> I okay. Yeah, anyway, did. so Jordan's Jordan did. She okay. was there. I don't actually remember if she jumped, but I know okay. She was so there. my brain is broken. I went with her because they were her friends. I can't process any of this. But all of this informs that I can't rightly condemn the actions of Lisa and Kate, given that I have skydived without shoes I, it, it, while turning over all liability. <laughs> I. So yeah, that's like that's just for full full disclosure, uh, divas. That's I, good to know. It I really have is. done that. Yeah, yeah, I have done that. <laughs> Real people do <laughs> dangerous things yeah. without taking proper yeah. precautions. I can absolutely, and it makes Amanda not I, I mean, function. I, just, I can definitively say I would never do anything involving water because water things scare me like that. But it going falling, but the through, the air, falling through the air, falling through the, through the, the air, falling through the air, stratosphere. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's you're true. like oh yeah. Just jump out of what might have a parachute or not. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I So yeah, if a man says that it's complete index, bullshit that Kate and Lisa no, did this, then she is being honest no, to her to her principles I fully and I believe they would. <laughs> I for my reality index on that, I was like, yeah, of course Kate would be like, let's go on this. Like, I fully buy that Kate would at the goading of a cute guy. Yes, yes. I I believe. I was like, she is twenty three. Hot. A penis will sway her. <laughs> like, yeah. I a buy swaying it. penis will sway like, Kate. Yes. Like a she penis would. Penis will abs- sway her. A- sounds like a great novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like an e-book like a romance novel. <laughs> But it, and an important thing to know is that uh, what we learn is that uh, Lisa has just gotten out of she's just been broken up with by her long term boyfriend Stuart Stuart and Kate is the freewheeling like they're both beautiful it's, yeah but Kate's the blonde one Kate's, so that's Kate's what you should know about exactly her char- so basically the character traits of the two of them is that <laughs> Kate is blonde and Lisa is brunette and Mandy Moore is a brunette yeah and that's all we've got yeah Mandy Moore is brunette Kate is blonde. Uh, 
they you can't tell who's older or younger. I would assume that Lisa's the old I Mandy think, Moore is yeah, the older sister. I think so. But you really couldn't tell. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Do they have parents? We don't know. <laughs> did so they the, did they form fully do they spring fully formed from like the ocean froth? Possibly. Possibly. It doesn't matter. They're, and so yeah, but Kate Kate is down for adventure and Lisa's trying to prove that she's down for adventure. Right. So yeah. So yeah, so fully bought that like Kate would Kate would do this. Kate, mm. that is how Kate is how people when you're like, how did that American girl get abducted? You're like, oh, <laughs> Kate, I see now. <laughs> like they Lisa's response of like, this is a bad idea that we're going with strange men on a boat into the middle of nowhere. Like I have having I, I at least the one time that I was like, I'm gonna go to a dude who lives on a houseboat's houseboat. Uh-huh. I confirmed before going on the houseboat that he did not know how to drive the houseboat and therefore could only dispose of my body within the docks. <laughs> okay. Like that was my safety precaution. Got it was it. dumb. It was a Kate move, but at least I was like, he can't transport me. This situation, they went into multiple boats. I would feel I feel safer in concept falling through the air without shoes on than I do going onto a strange man's houseboat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That is truly yeah. where... I definitely... I, well, I signed my life away yeah. formally. You just did it informally. I, you know, I was listening to I was like, well, if I die, he can't drive the boat anywhere. So they'll find my body. Right. My feeling was 100% like, if I go, I go. Mm-hmm. If I don't go, great story. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's really it really what we, what we're learning here, I think, is that how you feel about Kate Lisa's decision is a real litmus test yeah. for, for what kind of girl you are. Yeah, either you're a girl who makes dumb choices based on dick, me, yeah. or you're a girl who makes dumb choices based on peer pressure of friends, Jordan. I mean, I was more jealous like, everybody was excited. Yeah, I am like, not one to cave to peer pressure. Not that it was for the, peer the record, pressure. disaster divas. Okay. Sorry, I misstated that. Yes, you, I guess like more it's a, the FOMO of like, oh, this is going to be an awesome experience. Yeah, yeah, like, I want to be part so. of the awesome experience. Yeah. As someone who enjoys like awesome food and exp- you are that right. experiential person. But would not have, would not do it again for a water involved event. I'd be no. like, nope. Don't turn your back on the ocean. This shit is scary. I will stay inside the boat if we're going out there. Thank you very much. Snorkeling. I don't think people should go into the ocean past their waist. I think that I think you should just (laughs) exercise caution after that point. And that's not our domain. No, no, it is absolutely not. Yeah. God, yeah. God didn't give us uh, gills. No, he did fair. not. It's but not he gave us wings so we can plummet through the air. That's fine. So yeah. once our girls get into the boat with Captain Taylor, who is Matthew Modine, looking positively like he does in the multiple occasions that I've seen him walking uh-huh. around Venice, just the chillest dude. So chill, so totally leathery. Totally believed uh, chill-ass Captain Matthew Modine decamping to Mexico to just like run unlicensed uh, shark cage tours. A hundred percent. Definitely. That. Like that was some great casting. Yeah. If you can't get Matthew McConaughey, you get Matthew Modine. I was, he, he just, I feel like that was like, he, I think I've seen him in that bandana too. Like, I think that's kind of his style. <laughs> was, was he cast in this movie or did he show up with a boat? <laughs> Could have happened. Were they just like, what actors do we know that have a boat and can just hang out in Mexico? And they were like, I guess Matthew Modine's around. Call I feel like that, like that's how Mode. James Cameron or one other person at least has like helped some sort of oceanic service. It's oh like, yeah. James Cameron just shows up yeah. in a submarine. Yeah. Yes. He, well, he is. He's like a aquatic Batman when he's, <laughs> he's not making movies. He's just patrolling the sea, he's looking, patrolling. For, he's looking for nautical crime. He's Aquaman. I was going to go Aquaman, but yeah. Or maybe he's Orm. Or, Namor, yeah. Yeah. or maybe he's Orm. 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 Uh, I love me some Orm. <laughs> I love. The only thing wrong with Aquaman is it was not a musical. <laughs> 
that it was not a rock opera no. under the sea. Oh, God. That would have been so good. I mean, uh, pa- they had Patrick Wilson in everything. Uh, <laughs> I want it so bad. But anyway, we've digressed so much. I, I do want to say on the Matthew Modine thing. Yeah. Uh, I, had, I, I had never watched a trailer for this movie. Oh, I've okay. never seen the movie. When he is introduced, mm-hmm. I totally thought this movie was going to go in a much different direction. <laughs> Were you just like, this is going to be some dark shit or what? Yeah, yeah. I thought oh, it was going to go okay. in like a Taken sort of direction. Well, that's, I mean, that's entirely how, if they didn't have the sharks, that's what this could have been. Mm-hmm. Like, again, yeah. to, like, this is a step away from being a goes horribly awry Taken situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where they have to, like, chew their own hands off to escape handcuffs. There's yeah. so many creepy things. Matthew Modine's yeah. pretty, at least to me, he was reading super creepy. Well, when and I think when you're there. running the kind of, like, when you're running the sort of, like, don't have papers, like, sure. tax service, don't know you exist, like, boat tours thing for, like, susceptible American tourists, yeah. in, that, yeah. in the context yeah. of a movie you know is going to be a suspense movie. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Could totally. go anywhere. Yeah. yeah, the cues are there. It, it <laughs> could have been, it could have been a hostile thing. It couldn't, it, like, it could have just as easily yeah. been in the movie Hostel. But again, like when when he asked the two girls, like, do you guys know how to scuba dive? And they were just like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for the record, Kate is like scuba certified. She is, she's a diver. She hasn't Lisa do- dove divined in a while. Yeah. And Lisa doesn't know what the hell she's doing at all. No. And yeah. Kate's just like, you got this. And yeah. Lisa being peer pressured into being, she wants to be She wants cool to be fun and, and interesting. Fun and exciting. Um, because Stuart, which like, by the way, was there a better name for a terrible boyfriend than Stuart? Yeah. For someone just Stuart apologize I, to alienating any fans out there. I'm sorry, Stuart all Stuarts, but also I like a hundred percent. You suck. Like as a as a as a potential boyfriend telling Mandy Moore <laughs> to Mandy goddamn Moore. Yeah. Resplendent Mandy Moore. Who just the, her, the most expressive of eyes, Mandy Moore. It really, I will, the, what really helped with the overall believability of this movie, and mm. we talked about this before we started, which was that I really bought into the tone, like the suffocating, oh, yeah. harrowing tone of this movie because it's done from like 30 minutes onward. It's all underwater in like mostly tight close ups of yeah. Kate and Lisa. And Mandy Moore has the most hopeful sweet speaking voice Mm -hmm. that for her to like scream in terror or to say something filled with with hope in like thinking that it's the tables are about to turn and her and her Mm -hmm. sister about to get out of this to have her either be terrified or have or have belief ripped from her is so wrenching because her voice makes me so happy that I'm just like Fuck you for hurting Mandy Moore over and over again. I was it 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 really psychologically did a number on me. Just the pure fact of Mandy Moore being in distress for so long and knowing that she was having filming in these conditions of oh my god, even if it's just the whole time I keep watching, I'm just like, who keeps putting Mandy Moore underwater? Like what? And especially given that, like as you said, the thing about her voice. As I'm watching, I was like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh right, God, she would have been. As like if she hadn't decided to stay with acting, she would have been such a great voice actor. Yeah, like oh yeah, video game voice. She could have made You're so entirely right. make a career out of video game voice acting. Yeah, I mean it she could have on a com- on a cartoon that ran for f- yeah. forty seasons. Like Tangled was just like the tip of the iceberg of what she could have done, and it's genuinely surprising that her agent was like, no, 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 Mandy. <clears throat> into the water <laughs> like how much does her agent hate her that they weren't like oh cool so here's the thing you're gonna have this really chill job where you get to show up in sweatpants every day and you yeah. be the voice of coco the bear <laughs> who is learning about friendship and like washing her hands <laughs> and instead 
the myth like no how do you feel about being in a water tank for six weeks yeah it was and she she left it all on uh, the she, ocean floor she went hard. she gave a great performance yeah and it really again because the ocean stuff just really inherently scares me the the feeling of being like trapped in the cage was very close to me and then also the worst feeling of being in open water oh, on the seafloor when they every so often get out of their cage prison yeah. to like try and go find help or something cuz once they hit the seafloor they have a they have a radio connecting them to the boat on the surface but they have to go to a, a certain they have to go up to like 40 meters so yeah, they have to go they, up like 7 7 or 8 meters yeah so they can actually get reception so they several times they leave the cage to speak to the boat and that just made me feel horrible every time in the way it should have. Yeah. You have an issue. With, I with have the boats. a tremendous. So, OK. Yeah. Yeah. We I, we're both on board. We completely buy Captain Taylor, Matthew Modine. Like, yeah. Super on board with that. I believe that the minute that that cable snapped, <laughs> Matthew Modine guns the boat. And takes off. See, Amanda's voting think, manslaughter, and I don't I agree. don't think he sticks around. I think that the minute that cable snaps, he and was it the was Javier, it Javier mm -hmm. look at each other, and they're like, oh, fuck, not again. <laughs> yeah, you're positing that this I is a track think record this for is, him. This is the second or third time this has happened. <laughs> and the second or third time, and Matthew Mobile's like, Oh, they told me, the governor told me that if this happens again, he can't get me out this time. <laughs> right. And then he just guns it and leaves. Maybe he's like, says something along the line to the Coast Guard of like, they're at this location. <laughs> I saw like, I saw some dude who looks like Matthew Modine driving a boat. <laughs> right. Maybe he calls it into the Coast Guard. I 100% believe like when, uh, no. There's no world in which he sticks around. And I and I I think he stays. I, I mean, think you he truly stays believe for them. I do. I do believe in him. His goodness. I think they I what I don't believe is because it takes a long time for them to because they're they're obviously stuck in this cage underwater. They can get out of the cage, but obviously the sharks are patrolling outside the cage, so that's too dangerous. So what they're gonna do is he's gonna send, Captain Taylor is gonna send Javier down with a replacement cable to hook to the top of the cage to to wench them back up to the top. But they're running out of air the entire time. Yeah. And I think they would have, I think they would have, since they do it later, dropped down the extra oxygen tanks sooner instead of waiting so goddamn long. Because at the very least, it's going to be like, look, you can have keep these with you. And once you start running out of oxygen before you die, before you suffocate, have these on hand so you can switch out the tanks as soon as possible. I don't think they wait so long, realistically, so, if they know that the Coast Guard is like at least an hour away. I think now this... This kind of foresight is mm -hmm. maybe showing why Captain Taylor had not one but two cables that were fraying <laughs> yeah. is because he lacks this kind of foresight and yes. linear thinking. Yes. No, like, that's fair. Like, I, I think that we're seeing a lot of how this ends up happening. Which, again, <laughs> yeah. goes back to my point. It's true. This is not the first time. Right. I'm sorry. The man has two cables that break. Yeah. Dude has absolutely killed multiple people by negligence. <laughs> yeah, by negligence. Just, like, he has given them air tanks that don't have air in them. He has accidentally left cage doors open. He brought them to the place where the sharks have thumbs. Like, I don't know, but he did something. He's, and as we, as you, as we discussed beforehand, the sharks are preposterously large. There's a, yeah, they are really 20, big. 28 eight foot shark, 28 feet long sharks down there, shark. And maybe then, you know, based on what you say, maybe he's 
mething up the sharks yeah to make them grow to such preposterous sizes that's probably what it is he's probably like who knows what's in that chum there's some sort of like (laughs) shark growth hormone yeah that's making them hgh equivalent yeah that's making them because the largest recorded i looked it up afterwards i was like when they show the shark next to the cage Mm -hmm. my first thought was like oh my god the proportion on that is wild yeah and I was like, no, that that doesn't track. That doesn't. That can't. That can't be oh, yeah. because that. But that shark is like as large as the boat, and that. Yeah, it, it was approach, pro, approaching Jaws proportions. Yeah, and so the largest ever recorded was I think down in Australia, and it was twenty feet. Fuck. I know, horrifying. <laughs> However. Yeah, that like considerably short of twenty eight feet. Yeah, twenty eight feet. That's a that's an entire extra shark. Yeah, it is. That's, that's an entire that's, extra that's normal shark. stapling an extra shark onto <laughs> the first two sharks. And that's a like, and also from a science standpoint, like in order to have sharks that big in that kind of density, because there's so many of there them. There were multiple. There were mi- multiple very big, big sharks. Biggins. And you can't have that kind of density of large shark. They would, right. Would it become a, does that become a food scarcity yeah, issue? Yeah, exactly. Mm. So mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. that standpoint, that was, and I was, which, was almost unnecessary in a sense because I'm like, sharks are scary. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. That could be a five foot shark it's that true. is still five feet more than Mandy Moore is capable of taking on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's still a five foot shark with multiple rows of teeth. Yeah, like that will rip you the fuck apart like yeah, you're a stick of butter. That can swim in the ocean and yeah. Mandy Moore cannot. Like yeah. <laughs> rip you apart like a stick of butter. God, what an evocative image. I Jordan. mean, the the flesh really just gets. T- horn apart it, it truly does and it i i this i like the 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 they did a good job making it feel very like we're on a clock the bars of you know like the the millibar are didn't running understand out of any of the math in that and i was like <laughs> right. yeah sure the millibars uh-huh right yeah the millibars but another a problem i had which this might be i don't know the specifics on it because i couldn't find like seafloor temperatures in indiscriminate point of mexico sure but it's in like I was looking at the surface temperature, the ocean like <clears throat> shallows temperature today in yeah. Cancun mm-hmm. was 85 degrees, which is obviously bath water. Yeah. But <laughs> once you're down like 150 feet and they're in like shorts scuba gear, yeah. shorts scuba suits, it seemed like they would be like locking up from the cold down there. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, we like I started to read an article about the diving kind of the realistic qualities about this with diving Ah. and he was like their ears would have absolutely Mm. the eardrums would have from that plummet of dropping dropping 47 meters because i was like the pressure on that's gotta be huge and yeah Yeah. you just blow your eardrums out like that's god yeah so your eardrums bleeding i don't know maybe maybe possibly (laughs) let's go with yes (laughs) i mean i would imagine no matter what they would be bleeding in some way they would also have hit the bottom of the ocean like that that cage stops and they you land against that you know right they they are pretty much unscathed when the cage hits the bottom the first time but then there's a second impact yeah because javier dives down with the cable and though he doesn't make it, which we'll get into a bit more about that. He doesn't make it. They are able to able to salvage the new cable from him, which Kate sees and is like, seems thin. Yeah. And indeed it is. Yeah. Cause and, the, and they, they ugh. hook it to the top of the cage and they're pulling, they're ascending. They, they're in touch with captain Taylor. They're going up and they're just excruciatingly. Lisa is just, Lisa's mostly dead weight for most of the movie because she's just scared, boring Lisa. But, but in Mand- fairness, Mandy Moore is selling it but as they're going up in fairness though i never once expected lisa to contribute more no. than she did no no like, no, no, no there was it's not true. a single moment where i was like lisa you can do better than that i was like no lisa no. totally fair you don't know how to scuba dive no, no. you don't want to be here you are now <laughs> trapped
trapped <laughs> under 150 feet of water and there are sharks everywhere. You did not sign up for any of this and you yeah. know you're going to die there. And I get that. It's true. No, no, no. And I'm with you. I think that's very yeah. fair. It was just that as they're going up, yeah. like one of her contributions is I'm going to count out every yes. single meter we slowly ascend. So and hopefully. to hear her bright, joyful 30. Mandy Moore voice be like, 45 yeah 44 and just know that there's too much time left in the movie for it to be okay Mm -hmm. like to hear her counting down so exuberantly yeah it was breaking my heart with every meter and then of course they have to stop because they need to take a five minute like decompression break lest they get the bends for ascending too quickly right but during that pause i think it's during the pause the uh wire stresses and it snaps again i think it was actually they're still pulling them up you're right you're we're right. moving up because the 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 because then he's like I'm gonna slow down. Yeah, because he's like yeah he's pulling them up real fast because they're he's like oh, we're getting you up there. Yeah, because they're almost out of oxygen. Yeah, and so yeah. he's like I'm not waiting for the bed. We're gonna risk it with the bends. Yeah, and so they they this but the thing snaps again. The cage falls back down. I think probably about 15 meters at that point. I think they're around the 30 mark. Yeah. Um. So probably 15 close <sighs> to 20 meters. And then once it hits the ground again, Kate is fine again but lisa's leg has gone through one of the bars of the cage so when the cage hits the stones on the ocean floor her leg at the knee is trapped between metal and and rock and it just basically looks uncomfortable yeah when that would have shattered vaporized her knee oh yes i mean the and it just like you probably you might have been able to pull the leg out at that point if you got it even a little loose because it'd be like a rubber band yeah, under I, there. honestly that would have been leg would have been looking. have bounced several feet across oh. the ocean floor <laughs> and she'd be like that's my leg over there and then we have a new problem because her leg would be bleeding out so bad that yeah. there'd be sharks yeah exactly yeah no that that i that was uh that was tough to believe that it basically would have just been pinned mm-hmm. instead of liquefied yeah by the cage shoving it against a rock oh my god the rusting metal cage i mean i i'm surprised that the rusting metal cage didn't just like disintegrate upon second (laughs) impact because that thing was held together with like twigs and duct tape it felt like (laughs) they did such a good job of making sure that you really sensed just how ill-equipped everything was yeah how bad the decision really was from the jump for them to get in that cage and how right lisa how right boring lisa was yeah and you know like i don't i'm sorry i I refuse to believe that Stuart, a man who in my head looks like alex moffat um because possibly because i watched someone great right afterward and he Uh. was in it and i was like that's a Stuart right there (laughs) that's a Stuart, and i was like hi i just refuse to believe that a Stuart. I think Could what we're be. manifesting right now Stewart, is... Stuart is just guy who just bought a boat from <laughs> Alex Moffat's character in Weekend Update. That's, yes. He's just that yeah, guy. That is Stuart. I think what we're seeing actually come to fruition, mark it down, everybody, Amanda's clearly going to be marrying a Stuart in the future. Oh, God. Amanda's soulmate is going to be a Stuart. And she will lovingly call him, him Stu. I'm going to make Stewie change his damn name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But there is, there is uh, another... There's a point where when Javier goes down, which wait, uh, I was going to say, just since we're on Stewart, did you buy <laughs> that you believed that Mandy Moore would not tell her sister? We're on, we're on, we're on odds on this one. Yes. Um, because yes, I believed, I, I believed that, okay, now what was your position and what was my I, position? So now you, I'm questioning I, myself. You're, now you're questioning yourself. Okay. So yes. I'm going to win you over. <laughs> I just, when in the first act, when she was like, she didn't tell Kate the oh, truth right, about Stewart. I I fully believe I was like no that's I couldn't buy that because 
uh, maybe like I would believe that she would tell Kate initially that she broke up with Stuart okay. and then it comes out like when they're about to die. She's yeah. like, actually, Stuart broke up with me because I'm boring. <laughs> but like, I don't buy that she, no matter how competitive you are with your friends and sisters and things like, like no matter how much, you tell them immediately. Like, I, that's a hard secret to keep. And I, and I, yeah, no, I, I, I do remember my position yeah. on this. And I do think she... I do think she would have hit it. Really? Because she was so competitive. That was like the sort of root of the misplaced competitive relationship between Kate and Lisa. And as she as she explains to us when they are uh, when they're in the first act and then also again when they're uh, t- on the seafloor facing death uh, she tells her uh, my relationship was the only thing I was good at and then she's like Kate you're good at everything like men follow you everywhere and you travel across the world and then I love making how that, terrible decisions yeah and I love how Kate isn't I love that there isn't that like humility moment mm-hmm. like even when they're on the seafloor of like yeah it's not all it's cracked up to be Lisa <laughs> it's <laughs> a really good it, point actually it, she's just like <laughs> Mm. Yeah, and and Lisa's like the oh, the one thing I had that I was better at than you was my relationship. Like I had the guy, I had I had the the long term commitment, and so then she felt like she lost like the one edge she had on her sister. To which the sister, once they're on the seafloor, later responds with the classic advantage position of saying we were never in competition which is totally the thing you can say when you're winning <laughs> like when you're when you're the winner when you are the dominant team yeah your rival your rival considers it a rivalry when you've lost 10 years in a row even if you're like that's cute yeah when you've stopped thinking of it as a rivalry you've already won <laughs> so of course you're the person who's gonna be like girl we weren't competing it's like yeah because you got everything I want and what you want and then Mandy appropriately tells her she's like maybe for you and so then there's the reflection, but yeah, Kate's all, Kate clearly loves her life, and yeah. like it's like the Patriots and the Bills. I was thinking immediately, I was like, oh, the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. <laughs> I, I was thinking Oregon Ducks and Oregon Beavers. Wow, <laughs> this is so, like this is also personal for each of us. Wow. University of Oregon Ducks v OSU Beavers. Sure, yeah, yeah Civil War. Okay, that's what we call it. <laughs> the, ducks, the ducks and the beavers. The ducks have, sure. have, have have certainly mopped the floor with the yes. beavers for quite some time. Yes, athletically, as in nature. <laughs> as in nature. I mean, yellow and green is an inherently better color spectrum than <laughs> black and orange. But that okay. Oh, that's a Halloween. Yeah. No, I know. I know. <laughs> lived with the Trans Bay rivalry of the the Giants and the A's as well. Yeah. Oh, good point. Incredible. Yeah. And it is a better color scheme. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Black and orange is a garbage it color looks scheme. Great. <laughs> it looks yeah. great. Yeah. But yeah, so no, I I don't I do believe you she really? would have hidden okay. the truth from her. See, yeah. No, I just and maybe it's maybe it's my own bias again coming out where I'm like, no one can think that their relationship with a guy named Stuart is so good <laughs> that, that would be your edge over your sister who's perfect. Like I just don't Maybe that's my problem. Is again, it's just that that Stuart that Stuart bias coming out. It also like, just no. hurts. It also just hurts so much to think that Mandy Moore, yeah, in all of her resplendence, was, would felt less than. Yeah, yeah, makes me fucking angry. Again, I, and I blame Stuart because he clearly was like gaslighting her. That's my thing. Like, there's just maybe, no- and I think maybe he doubted. She doubted herself so much because of shitty Stuart. Yeah. that she was like, maybe I was wrong, and is so ashamed of that because what of her shitty ex has tricked her into believing about herself. We've seen it a hundred times. Oh my God, Stuart is responsible. Stuart should be accused of man. Stuart's Stuart's whole fault. All of this is is Stuart's fault. Yeah. Do we know for sure that Matthew Modine isn't actually Stuart wearing like a a wig and a bandana? If Mandy was dating um, 
um, uh, an older gentleman. I mean, there are, as we say, we don't know about the parent situation. There could be father issues at play. If uh, indeed yeah. Captain Taylor was Stuart. I'm just saying, what if it was Stuart in disguise? <laughs> so I'm choosing to believe Architecting it. Architecting her murder. See, I'm just saying again, Stuart would have absolutely gunned the boat. <laughs> yeah. Stuart would have been like, oh, dad can't get me out of this one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuart's dad's definitely a, a yeah. house representatives member. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, maybe not like a total senator, but House of Representatives for sure. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's a reg- he he represents a, a very small district. I would assume, <laughs> assume, and like in maybe in, Southern, in, in in conservative moneyed Southern California. Oh, okay, I was I was gonna go more like an Ohio district. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd go an Ohio district. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, then let's get back to Javier. Oh yeah, Javier. Sorry. Who he dives down because he's bringing the new cable. And they lose total track of Javier, but what they see in the distance is a flashlight is suddenly descending through the water in the distance. And they're they're yelling and they're pounding on the cage with a rock, being like, Javier, come find us. But then they develop the absolutely stupid fucking idea to go look for Javier because they're gonna follow that light, which is not moving. It's it hits yeah. a point, it stops, and it doesn't move. And for some reason, I don't know, they think that Javier is sitting. Yeah, they're or like, something. Where is, they're like, why isn't he moving? Why is he why isn't he coming over here? And instead of being like, oh no, he's dead, yeah. and re- they were like, well, why isn't he? We should go ask him. We should go swim this interminable distance with the more capable of the two of us, being Kate, suffering from a critical lack of oxygen. And so Lisa's going to have to make the big swim to go find what's either going to be a dead body, a disembodied arm holding a flashlight, <laughs> or just a flashlight. Because again, what is Javier doing? Reading on the seafloor? <laughs> Like, if he's alive and he's not with that flashlight, you're not going to goddamn find him. So then Lisa sets out and she goes to, like, swim this long distance to get to the flashlight. And she hits, like, a sea crevasse. Yep. And her sister has already told her the sharks want to attack from below. So you're going to want to stay on the the ocean floor as much as you can. But instead, she she traverses. She swims it, which was a crevasse. A bold move on her part. Oh, my God. I mean, you couldn't couldn't in a non-shark infested water. No pay me no. to swim across that absolutely like not. no i just the fucking yeah. cthulhu is gonna come up yeah. from the from the reach what if you yeah, grab like me. an arm will get you or what if you just get sucked down yeah exactly. into the depths yeah the depths. you don't know what is up you don't know where you're going no, you like truly don't know what is up yeah. or down and mind you she's being pursued by overly aggressive meth sharks yeah i mean the sharks those were the the jurassic park raptors of sharks yes when yes. it like the they ju- were the crawl gators of oh my sharks. god the jump scare of the shark coming when they she were swims doing into the pitting g- of muja in a bit of cross species <laughs> human annihilation planning <laughs> forgotten about muja <laughs> i have not forgotten about muja the oldest alligator in the world in serbia yeah the serbian the serbian king <laughs> But yes, Mandy crosses the vast expanse. When that shark, though, <clears throat> popped out through that cave. Oh, my God. And and her sister, Kate, is like, just, you're doing great. You're doing great. Stay calm. It's a shark! God, Lisa! <laughs> I was like, fucking what? You couldn't have been like, okay, shark, 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 shark. Like, you had to scream at her. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was so destabilizing. <laughs> 
I just want to say I really appreciate you backing up from the mic yeah. when you did that. She that leaned was such back a pro move. two feet to yell. That was such a pro move. I really wanted to intentionally stay as close as possible, <laughs> but I was like, that'll be very, that will be as rude as Kate was yeah. to her <laughs> sister, to the folks at home. No, it was great. If I scream at them. Oh, I mean, no, that look, was I would have leveled that out, but it would have peaked me for sure. <laughs> yeah. So it would have sounded awful. So you you really did me a favor. It was fucking rude of her to do that. It was like it was it was an intense, and it's not like the shark. Not that it didn't call for it, but really force calm right now, Kate. Yeah, but also like if you've ever been in a situation where you suddenly have to say the word of the thing in front of you, you can't (laughs) think of the word. Wait, you mean like like car? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's actually true. It's so true. <laughs> My parents, we were driving on Mulholland once, and this like the problem with driving on Mulholland at dusk is that deers come out. Yeah, and it deers is that are tremendous. Zero hour of yeah, visibility, and they're so dumb. And this, we were driving on Mulholland, and we're on this curve, and my mom's sitting in the front passenger seat, and this deer starts to come up the hillside mm-hmm. and is very clearly just going to broadside right. us. And all she could manage was. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> Sorry, Jason, I didn't back away from the mic on that. No, it's okay. It's so You're true. But all she gave me, I was just like, ooh, 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 ooh. And somehow my father, and this must be why their marriage works, right. understood that that meant, holy shit, Mark, a deer is coming up on the right-hand side. Be very careful. It's going to hit the car. Naturally. And so, like, I just, if in, in that situation, I imagine Kate being like, ah, fuck, 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 fuck. And then Lisa being like, what? What? And then we'd all be yelling at the in the screen, like, what do you think it is? Yeah. Lisa? <laughs> what do you mean, what? And I then think it, I I think I did have a similar one of those experiences yeah. in college when it was a, a lane of traffic that it was nighttime, uh, one way one way road. Yeah. So it was two lanes. The the lane nearest to us, the truck stopped to let us pass. And we uh-huh. were going to a house party. But when the nearest lane to you stops, that means the other side of it, Can't the far see. side is yeah. the blind side. So I being sober looked to my left immediately and I could see the headlights coming through the brakes in the cars yeah. on the other side of this truck that had stopped going full 35, 40 miles an hour in the speed limit of the, of that street. And I, I, all I could get out of my mouth when my, my dear friend Lena started running across the street. Hi Lena was Lena. No. <laughs> and just like, I remember making like a noise yeah. because it was all I could do. And then she ran across with our friend, uh, with another friend of ours, the other friend almost got their foot clipped by the car. And oh. like when we got to their side of the street, I just like grabbed Lena and was looking at her. And the other friend was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And we had to like go through a few moments of like calming from shock. But in that moment, at least I got her name out, but yeah. I couldn't scream car. Yeah. No, sure. you could not scream. Oh my God, Lena, watch out. There's a car. There's a car coming right your way. Right. And that is, that was more than Kate. Kate was capable of creating an entire soliloquy about Yeah, the like shark. I could tell you everything Lena was wearing that night, yeah. but I couldn't tell you, I couldn't have said the word car right. on command. So that's the thing. So that was, that's the thing about when she yells <laughs> oh, that. Oh, 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, now I'm glad I know the code for that now. Yeah, that I've, means that, that that's the deer sounds. <laughs> every time I've had to shout at someone that something was about to happen, yeah. the only thing that's ever been able to get out of my mouth is, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all you every got. Every single time. You can't remember a what. single noun in that yeah. moment that's so maybe what it's crazier is. at all that she even said shark and yeah. she didn't just say like fuck yeah maybe yeah, yeah. or just lisa 
yeah. <laughs> and then Lisa's confused and then yeah like it, it she just they were more eloquent underwater than I have ever been in a point of stress there were great I loved how because when you have the responsibility of this weird kind of role where you're underwater and you can't really you can't see their faces all of the yeah. time you don't know where they're directing their attention it leaves mostly the Lisa character because she's the the less active one in the position of kind of narrating the action yeah for us the folks at home and maybe her sister who can't clearly see her so there was a lot of like very enunciated explaining of of things that were happening sometimes like at one point (laughs) I think it was yeah when uh Lisa is swimming for the flashlight she she oh she gets to the flashlight she gets to the other side of the crevasse gets the flashlight and then gets all turned around oh right she can't see the lights that are attached to the cage to get back and she just goes I'm really lost and I'm freaking out right now and then to herself goes make a decision and then just then she just goes make a decision Kate (laughs) I'm really lost and I'm freaking out right now make a decision Kate (laughs) like that's the choice to scream Kate like she had to walk us through that though yes which again fully believed every moment of that yeah and I what I I believed that which led to me not believing that Lisa would have ever been able to get back oh, to that no. cage once she was asked backwards yeah far away like that i mean i would have swum into the hole swam into the hole would have been like well i guess this is the right direction yeah. like i would have been a lost completely there's lost no cause. i mean well it happens all, like that does happen with divers when they're yes. too deep where they don't know what's up and down yeah. and they get lost and yeah. then you're just fucked and this girl didn't know what the shit she was doing underwater so there is no yeah. way lisa would have got back to that cage did you buy that she would run into javier randomly in the ocean no but she <laughs> did folks at home she if did. you're not following along Agreed. you're just listening like like a movie voyeur like a wikipedia reader really you should have just watched the movie because it is really it was good it was so good but yes she finds and we're spoiling the shit out of this movie like man you we have ruined this movie for you she finds javier long enough for him to say like get back to the cage before the shark just sips through the frame and like almost rips his fucking head off oh yeah which that, that I believe would have happened, but I just thought it would have happened sooner. Like, where has mm-hmm. he been wandering around at? Well, that's it. I was like, was he hiding behind a rock? Yeah. Was this his, his trap? Like, right. what? Is, why is he, how is, what? Yeah. He's a very patient shark. Like, yeah. yeah. Was, he, was he actually a shark? Was he a puppet that the shark had on its hand? It was like a lure for from Andy Moore? Kind of trap. One of those, like, little plastic toys. Yeah, it was have the, the, ironic, the ironic thing of it being instead of the shark grabber mouth, it yeah. was a little Javier grabber mouth. Yeah. <laughs> But she she makes it past that one, and she has and and smartly she's pointing the flashlight around, being like you know, like Kate, if you can hear me, because they have like little comms mm. to each other. Kate, if you can hear me, if you see the flashlight pointing at you, make noise. So that is how she ends up getting herself back to the cage, and it is at that point that I I can't remember exactly what happens in between, but they get in contact with Captain Taylor enough to be like we're running out of air down here, and oh that's that's when they try that's shortly after. She gets the cable from Javier. That's it. I remember. Yeah, that. she gets the cable, and then she and by then the flashlight like, she finds a spear, yeah. a spear gun, and then once uh, Javier's body and gets some flares savagely ripped apart, she grabs the cable off of him, hooks it to the cage, and that's when it goes up and comes back down. Again. Yeah, yeah. And then with Mandy pinned, uh, they don't. They're still running out of oxygen. Just at oxygen at this point. With Mandy pinned, that leaves uh, Kate and her depleted resources to be the only one able to exit the cage to recover the tanks when they do come back down. Which, again, okay, so I just put this together. So he still hasn't called the Coast Guard because he doesn't call the Coast Guard 
until the cage breaks the second time. Yes, and I think that was my original point to you off the pod was you were like, he wouldn't have left them. He would have left them. And I was like, no, he would have called. He would have had to have called the Coast Guard sooner than he did because he seemed like he waited a really fucking long time. He waited such a long time, which is why I go back to he Mm. was waiting a long time for a reason. And that reason was he didn't want the government that like he didn't want the feds Uh to know that he had lost another (laughs) one. He waited. He did the, oh shit, nope, it's time for me to bring him in now finally Mm -hmm. like I guess I have to kind of thing Mm -hmm. because he was pulling that cage up real fast in that emergency situation right he and then after it breaks the second time he's like I guess I have to whereas what he should have done the first time yeah like if he's bringing them up super fast then he's gonna have to still need the coast guard because they're gonna need medical right right, because they're gonna have the bends so he would have needed them either way it's true. So I'm just like, in, and you would assume injury at that point. Like, oh yeah. shit, that thing just fell 150 feet to the seafloor. They probably got rocked in there. Yeah. Even the first time you call the Coast Guard, yeah. you're like, they're fucked up. Yeah. And I'm unequipped to yeah. handle this. And my boat is made of, is made hope of and dreams. hope and dreams. Yeah. I was, I was going to say is made of infectious diseases. Yeah. Like that is a boat made entirely of, oh shit. What's it called? When you get the, with the rust the patina no <laughs> <laughs> oh tetanus tetanus thank you i can be like tetanitis that's not the word i want yeah that yes. is a tetanus boat that is a tetanus boat <laughs> boat window <laughs> the boat windows <laughs> so but so okay when it goes down again yeah. and, and and lisa is crushed under the cage they he's like finally like oh, i guess i'll drop you guys some oxygen yeah so he drops down two replacement tanks and it's got like a little flash beacon on it and so Lisa is stuck. So Kate has to go get it with her depleted supply. And what we learn in this, which I didn't know anything about this, and I'm assuming divers know, is that there is the when you if you replace those tanks, perhaps specifically underwater, you run the risk of inert gas necrosis. Yes. Which it sounds like is reversible. Fine. It goes away. But you start experiencing things like if euphoria confusion hallucinations um, yeah hallucinations it, it's it's like it's like gas poisoning yeah it, it, they call it nitrogen necrosis in the movie i looked it up and i guess it is more commonly accurately called inert gas necrosis because it can be a, a variety of gases mm-hmm. um so kate goes out to get the tanks right as her millibars are about to like be depleted she gets hers switched out she's swimming mandy's back to the the cage to give it to her and then the shark comes so she has to plaster herself to the seafloor next to some rocks so the shark doesn't get her excuse me shark doesn't get her and then she thinks the shark is gone and so she starts to rise up a little bit to get the tank to her sister and then a fucking shark comes out of nowhere and Looks like it decapitates her. I mean, it it broadsides her the way that the boar broadsided shitty boy. It is last a total week. boar moment. Yeah, total boar grab. Yeah, and this which is, tells you what a different movie this is that we didn't see her <laughs> her limp body being you know bouncing along yeah, as the ragdoll. Yeah, as the shark gallops away. And, and this is where the movie really goes for a twist. Yeah, because Mandy gets herself she like manages to use a tool an apparatus the spear gun the spear gun to get herself the oxygen tank and replaces her own oxygen tank even though she doesn't really know what she's doing and she's gonna go she's gotta go find her sister she's terrified oh yeah she can hear her sister now through the comm yeah kate kate's like i'm I'm still alive i'm bleeding there's so much blood and i'm so cold and so 
Mandy's got to go find... Finally, someone says they're so cold. Yeah. Well, that's because she's losing tremendous amounts of blood, <laughs> yeah. which should have maybe drawn more sharks. There, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Which imminently will. But, but what was interesting... So they kept on having these, like, the blood effect was really cool. Yeah, it was. It was so cool. But then I kept being like, we should see more, like sharks coming and trying to interact with the cage than they we did because there is blood coming out of this cage yeah. multiple times yeah like and it's hanging yeah, the around. water is chummed by the human blood yeah because first mandy's got a it's all mandy's blood yeah because <laughs> yeah. she's got like a head wound at one point and then yeah. she splits her hand yeah, open hand cut from the shark the the gun <clears throat> yeah. yeah and so she has to go save kate yes and kate's thigh is torn to ribbons yeah which shark went for the head so it's like oh gosh crazy thigh wound and lisa's like that's it we gotta go up like we can't wait you're gonna bleed out you're gonna die they've got their new oxygen so they start ascending but rapidly and they're like we're gonna fend off these sharks with flares and i don't know if sharks are afraid of underwater fire i can't speak to that i don't know i i'm I, having never experienced that I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. They absolutely, and they never once threw a punch at a shark. This, you, this was something I, you were very yeah. committed to. I feel like they would have, even in like an instinctual way, like mm-hmm. when the shark burst through the side of the cave wall, mm-hmm. like, and it's thrashing its teeth at you. I feel like you you just flail at it. Yeah, okay. Like, I think, and you go for the snout, listeners, in the, the event. Sulks at home. Here's a fun the more you know sort of situation sharks <laughs> have incredibly sensitive um i believe it's snouts and then the areas around their eyes which reasonable most animals around their eyes are right. pretty sensitive um but i think because i could be alligators and i could be mixing them up but i feel like this is just a common thing the area around the snout of the shark is very sensitive uh-huh. also the gills mm. so those are the big attack points that you go for gotcha. with the shark beat it about the nose mm-hmm. the eyes and the gills just mm-hmm. as you would a human merman creature right like throat yeah eyes eyes yeah yeah nose got it throat eyes nose testicles if you can get to the shark testicles right that's (laughs) what you go for Mm -hmm. um and they never really try which again kind of by that like manny moore would never try to punch a shark right right yeah but also maybe a more proficient diver kate would have she might have yeah and also again i feel like that's something where you just flail and you're Mm -hmm. just like ah there's a shark get away and you start hitting it yeah but maybe maybe you don't if you're them. But uh, I don't know about... I mean, they weren't scared of the flashlight, and I don't know how the flashlight and the flare are particularly different. Right, yeah, because it's not like it's not a bonfire under the sea. It's yeah. essentially a light. Yeah. And But they're like, we're going to scare these sharks away with these flares while we descend, while we ascend. And, you know, Captain Taylor's telling them, like, take it slow. You're going to get the bends. You got to take it slow. You got to stop for five minutes, and you got to, like, you know, regulate. And... But as they're going up, like Kate's getting weaker and weaker and she drops that flare and they're rising too fast. And then Kate drops another flare because everybody's panicking. And then when they finally light that third flare up, it is the awesome, oh, fuck, we're surrounded by sharks illuminated. It's the the pitch black moment of like, oh, shit, there are creatures everywhere. Oh, my God. And that was a great reveal. And that's when it becomes more of a that's when the the rise up They're They're paused at that moment. And that's when it becomes a full on frenzy of like waving the flare sharks are closing they're trying to bite them they're evading and then mandy's like fuck it we've got to ascend like screw the bends we've got to go for it and then even at the surface of the water the the fucking slog versus the sharks continue they're oh like God. at the edge of the boat and the shark is still ripping lisa back underwater like, why aren't they moving the boat closer <laughs> <Yeah>. taylor <laughs> what hey 
Spoiler! Move your boat. Oh, you're gonna throw them a life lifesaver? Like, oh, <laughs> cute, guys. Yes, so give the shark something to chase, you jackass. <laughs> yes. Like I was I could not believe that. <clears throat> They come up and that they're, one, that they aren't all looking for, like, that they have to really actively get Taylor's attention. Yeah, they really do. They had to work for it. Yeah. They're, they're at the, they're broken the surface and the they're screaming for the attention of the boat. And it's not like, and they have multiple dudes. There are three dudes on that boat. They can each take a side. <laughs> it's true. And they are not. Yes. And then Taylor, no one's like, oh God, we got to gun it and get over there. No, no. They're going to gonna, gonna make drag them through the water. We're going to make the very wounded people because at this point, Mandy has not been bitten by a shark, but her legs should be jello. Yeah. From the severe ligament damage she incurred from the her legs cage should be at a it. right angle. To yeah. The rest and, of her and body. Kate's Kate is should have bled to death already. But then they finally get to the side of the boat. Well, then Lisa sustains her massive shark wound when the shark grabs her by the leg, pulls her underwater. That's when she goes for the soft spot. Then she finally goes for the eyes. Yes. Thanks God. And she she frees herself from the grip of the shark. They get pulled into the boat. And this is where the movie Which really... Which took them a long time to figure out how to time. get Kate into that boat. Yes. Like, Come on, guys. She weighs 89 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Like, ignoring the the wounds. This is a, a like, wisp of a girl. Yes. You are three dudes. And yeah. again, where are your ladders? Yeah. <laughs> not at the nothing. code. You got nothing, guys? Nothing. The best you can do is you kind of lean over and, and occasionally grab at them. Yeah. Like, what, what kind of... They were doing the least. Again... Are we sure that this isn't some sort of weird dark ritual with the sharks? Well, do we know that that Taylor wasn't trying to like sacrifice two blonde, like two girls to the sharks to appease the shark gods? Well, that's where it's going to get. That's where we know it gets crazier because the women finally get in the boat and they're saved. But then this movie breaks your goddamn heart because we see Lisa. She's looking at her bleeding hand and the air, the blood is traveling through the air. It's like vapor. And she's like giggling and laughing. And you hear Taylor being like, you have, you have nitrogen necrosis. Like you, you have gas poisoning, like you're hallucinating. So you hear that you're like, wait, what the mother fuck? And then savagely, savagely, we cut back down and it turns out Lisa is fucking delusional, has gotten that oxygen tank switched out, is suffering from gas poisoning, has hallucinated her entire rescue effort and is still indeed trapped with her leg pinned on the sea floor. Her sister has been fucking dead since the shark snatched her and took her away. Which is insane. There's no, like... God. There's no actual sense of, like, grieving. No. No, we don't get that. You just have to imagine it going forward that she's going to get up to the surface and then be like, wait, what happened? I I could not believe that it ended on the shot that it ended on. It uh, It is so brutal. If you watch this in a theater then it was just a dark room and a huge screen. And you've been like, you've watched a 30 foot face mask panic for (laughs) 90 minutes. And then you see, and you think of how you think of the joy and the sunbeams that is Mandy Moore's voice. And then you see that she's actually just been alone and coping with this instant of grief by hallucinating, rescuing her obviously fucking dead sister whose head is probably severed from her body and sitting somewhere on the ocean floor. floor. Yeah. And she's down there just like, we made And the line that sticks with me more than anything oh, from this God. movie is the sound of her voice going, we made it, Kate. We made it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, this is dark. Yeah. And it's then you, so hear, brutal. you hear Taylor being like, 
the help has arrived. The Coast Guard is here. We're coming to get you. Yeah. And then the Coast Guard arrives, frees her from the cage. And the when they free her leg, and I would assume the excruciating pain of that snaps her back into reality. And she starts to realize that indeed she is very much on the ocean floor. Mm-hmm. She is very much alone. Her sister is dead and she's about to be rescued. And you just see like through the black, them slowly ascending oh. with Lisa. And you're like, oh my God, that was horrible. Yeah. It There's was a- so fucking brutal. <laughs> There's no denouement. No. no. There's no Lisa no. being like, all right, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, Move on with my life. Yeah, and, I'm gonna, like I'm gonna burn Stewart's house to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like For Kate, it's just there's nothing. It's yeah, just you're just floating. like left to think about like the continuation of this person and like the PTSD that they that she will suffer. I yeah. mean, can you imagine? Like she's because she doesn't just have to deal with what she went through. <laughs> she also has to deal with what was and wasn't real, uh-huh. and like having to deal with the excitement. She'll have to go back over and over again to the memories of feeling like she had gotten mm-hmm. rescued. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then not like God, the survivor's guilt. Oh, she can have nightmares forever again. Like uh, well. In the same way that last week, I was like, I don't know how the mom from Boar keeps living. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know how Lisa she's gonna, survives. She's going to go back into the arms of Stuart. Yeah, you're she's so right. Stuart is not going to have her. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, let's be real here. Stuart has moved on. Lisa Stuart needs to, has found no, cocaine. She's, she's, Lisa needs to pivot to women is what needs to happen. She's oh going to trauma God. She's gonna trauma guilt Stuart into taking her back. Lisa, he's gonna, you're right, and he's going to cheat. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. going to think gonna he's some awful. kind of hero. Oh, yeah. oh, God. She's going to really die an bad. early death because she's going to become very, very addicted to like pain pills. I just imagine like Tombstone like becoming like a, specifically like a laudanum addict. Yeah. It's like oh, that's God. what it's going to be, like yeah. bedridden, sad. She Exactly. She's going to be bedridden. She's going to be in a loveless relationship with Stuart <laughs> oh. where he's constantly cheating on her. She's going to take the pain pills yep. at first for the injuries yep. but and eventually, then eventually oh. to, to, to cope with the fact yeah, that yeah, because she's she, not she walking. Relationship she's not she, walking. I would imagine her, her if she has guilt. parents, those parents are going to strongly guilt her into the fact that she <laughs> yeah. didn't make it. Yeah. 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 If she doesn't have parents, then she is an orphan with no sister. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, it's bad. It's, it's just bad. It's really bad. And it, like, like, I guess it's it a more brutal ending than when we're like the feeling yeah. after, after, um, what was it the gator? Uh, oh, crawl. crawl. When you have yeah. to just imagine the scholarship this lost is, and the, the, this pa- is the work potentially gone. more brutal of a like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, and it's, 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 and it's, she can't sue Taylor. What's she going to get? A boat? <laughs> like, there's <laughs> his no. His name isn't Taylor. No. He's switching, ta- he's switching countries. Oh, yeah. He's after going this. on to his fourth identity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. So this is a feel, this is a real feel bad movie. This folks. was, I yeah. mean, which I suppose like only one of them living is kind of the more believable scenario after how bad it was. But yeah, I think that, so ultimately it ends on a believable, if horrific note. I think what I've come to realize having watched this is like, I don't want my disaster movies to have any hints of realism. (laughs) I, I didn't realize how escapist it was for me to basically like Mm -hmm. in the same way that like, I think we laid down the ground rules in the beginning of like this has anything that's a disaster movie is if it can happen to a town in Sim city. Yeah. And like the same sort of catharsis I would have watching a town get destroyed in Sim city is the feeling I'm looking for from these movies. Oh God! Yeah, this one's just heavy. I, yeah, I watched yeah. that and I was like, I can't. I need something else. <clears throat> I can't live in this right now. This, so this oh. was a similar feeling to watching Good Time. Like, oh, crazy! It's just like, and and I think Good Time like really dr- brings it out of you even more. But yeah. like, just that feeling of like, 
when is this going to end? I'm in pain. Yeah. Like, I, this, it's good. I'm watching it and I'm engaged, but fuck. And the, the abruptness of it is, I for me, it is on par with my the the worst feeling ending I've ever experienced in a movie, which was Time Bandits, mm. which just ends. And it, sorry if I'm going to spoil Time Bandits for you, y'all, but get on it. <laughs> which just ends with a fucking orphan boy being left behind by literally everyone, friends, neighbors, and the fire department in the street. His parents have turned into lumps of coal. And they're just like, bye, kid. And you're like... <sighs> The time bandits are gone. God is gone. The neighbors are going inside. This is an orphan. And it happens so suddenly. And I was dragged back to that abrupt destruction of my emotions at the end of 47 meters down. It's just. Which I think brings us <laughs> to the what was this movie really about? Okay. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, and I guess I think what I've teased out in this for me, mm-hmm. I, I think what a thing that this movie was really about is sisters are doing it for themselves. Ladies can't rely on that man for your confidence. Okay. Because what have we, what have we really learned from this conversation is that this is all Stuart's fault. Well, that's <laughs> absolutely true. This is all Stuart's fault. And he set a stage for this person to have so little faith in himself and Lisa and so little belief that she was willing to get in a, what did we decide it's called? Death trap. Death trap, but with tetanus. She was willing to get in a tetanus cage. The, the tetanus boat. In a tetanus cage from a tetanus boat and let her irresponsible hot sister drag her into the ocean where she, nor any man, should go. <laughs> And so really, this is what we learn about this is the the true villain in 47 meters down, Stuart. Okay. Okay. That's, that's where I'm at. I like that. <laughs> I'm with you on this. The, the sharks are just doing what sharks do. Yeah. I mean, and ultimately, Captain Taylor didn't leave them at the bottom. Still don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like that was the necro that, yeah, was, that the was the necrosis that that's when necrosis sets in to he begin left. with yeah it's um, like it's like Inception there's just multiple yeah layers <laughs> I, I mean like yeah I think they died on the ocean floor because Stuart because Stuart Captain <laughs> Stuart uh, paid Captain Taylor well, to because, leave them yeah because their their ears were bleeding out so they had no yeah. control of the situation and he left so then they were yeah. just dead yeah so I I think it's about this is about what Stuart did to these women okay. <laughs> All right, we're blaming on Stuart. Yep. What about you? Oh, um, so I I'm taking sort of the opposite. I don't think it's sisters doing it for themselves. I mm. think in this case, um, oh, man. whoa. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 ex- I'm excited. I, I feel like I, I think I feel like I know where you're going, but I don't know. I think in this situation, um, the sharks are really a metaphor mm. for um, the competition between sisters mm-hmm. and the destructive nature of a sibling relationship. Um, starting with the fact that Says sharks, the girl with a brother. Well, I don't have a sister. Yeah, and I, I know. Probably, <laughs> and my mother specifically said when I was four and I was like, I want it to be a girl. And she's like, you don't because a girl will play with all your toys. Mm. And she was correct. One of my dearest friends is very, she has an older brother is very open to the fact that thank God I didn't have sisters because I'm dad's princess. Yeah. And that's the way this goes. Oh, no, I would have been, I would have been, I was bad enough to my brother. Mm-hmm. I was a terrible sister to my brother. <laughs> Fortunately, for some reason, as I've learned the other day, he doesn't remember most of the awful things things I did to him <laughs> which is like great because I have been dealing with this deep guilt for the last mm, 20 years okay. of how bad of a sister I was okay turns out nothing remembers <laughs> nothing um but like 
the worst thing he ever did was cut the hair off of one of my trolls dolls. Classic. Yeah. And it wasn't in a mean way. He just wanted to give it a haircut, which oh. in fairness is probably a thing that that thing needed. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a very reasonable response. Yeah. Um, but at the time I was devastated because you ruin it when you cut off the hair. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, so sibling, re- this is about mm. the destructive nature of sibling relationships, ah. specifically two sisters, starting with the fact that with sharks, sharks will often eat their siblings in the womb. In the womb? Yes. Not out of the womb. No. Inside you, the womb. So when sharks are still gestating, Ugh. they will eat each other in the womb. Oh. Yeah. Bad from birth. That yeah. is the most shark fact I can imagine. Yeah, I just can't believe that you guys don't watch Shark Week. Like we... I, I've never, I, I've never watched Shark I have never. I don't watch it anymore week. because it's too commercial and it's sold out. But like, <laughs> it did really, it did really outgrow. Once, once, yeah. Once, by the time I got to the fourth album, it was just doing. Yeah, it for the yeah. I, I only too listened corporate. to the Sharks early stuff. Yeah, right, their yeah, their, their yeah. original lineup was a lot better. <laughs> yeah. You know, once it got to the like, I wish every week was Shark Week. It yeah. kind of got shitty. But yeah. in the early <laughs> days, fair. it was really good. Uh huh. And I'm a nerd. Um, but <laughs> sharks eat. They will eat their siblings in the womb. Whoa. Incredible. So Incredible. starting from that premise, mm. none of this would happen and none of this would have happened if not for the sisterly competition, if not for Kate playing into the sisterly competition uh-huh. and kind of goading knew. her. Kate knew. Kate knew. Even though Kate knew like, oh, we're never in competition, but like she knew. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that's, a, I think this is an important she thing to get into. She even straight up like goads her and is like, Stuart thinks you're boring. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like you're she so really right. does it. And so, yes, in the sense that Stuart, I think regardless of if Stuart existed or not, mm. this would be happening. Mm. And I think. You think she was trying to kill her sister? It could be. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we, what we might, we might, what we might also be, I, I, even if I, like I, even if I don't go with, uh, that this is, you know, Kate's doing. I will go with uh, for what I'm learning now is Kate deserved to die. <laughs> yeah, Kate, 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 Kate deserved might to suck. die. She was absolutely enabling this gaslighting. Yeah, and if she didn't realize that her sister had felt this way, this inter in, inter intra 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 sister yeah. uh, comp- sibling competition was happening, it's because she a either liked it. Yeah, and fostered it or was too narcissistic to give a shit oh I think Kate absolutely kind of loved being the fun sister yeah oh, like definitely. I think that was the identity yeah you know I, I think that's a fair assumption so what we're yeah we are deep diving now deep diving we're, 40, uh. we're 47 meters deep into this concept here maybe the true villain was Kate that, and and also that justice was served yeah justice Which, is served at the end of this movie yeah because Kate got what was coming to her for for emotion helping assisting in emotionally crippling lisa yeah throughout a life of thought of stoking this complex that she had stoking the fires of this complex she had and probably just like belitting her hair in front of her and bringing cute boys around her and it's lisa's job to take care of lisa but you really that's somebody you look to as an ally and i suddenly i can't believe how much kate let lisa down throughout she their entire did. lives here's another question i have for you well one did she, we definitely think that Lisa wound up with Stuart because Kate had stolen every single one of her boyfriends, correct? Yes, that okay. is yes. gotta be true now. That's, gotta be like, true. Kate definitely slept with Lisa's prom date at some point. Yeah, yeah. For uh, sure, uh, like on the night of prom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I can't bring myself to watch this movie again. New theory, though. <laughs> Do we know for sure that Kate exists? <laughs> Interesting. This is all just a Tommy Westfall. Like, what if this is some Snow sort globe? of? I, no, no, no. What if this is some sort of like Fight Club? 
Oh. Tyler Durden. <laughs> what a zag. Oh, wait. So Kate, Kate, Kate is a manifestation of, of Lisa's, Lisa's subconscious? Yeah. Kate, like, yeah, Kate, she's her Kate, Tyler Durden. She's her yeah. imaginary friend. She's her Tyler Durden's. She's her security blanket. Wow. She's she's the, she's the fun keeps... alter ego that Kate wishes she could, or that Lisa wishes she could be. That's why in the third act she Shit. gets eaten, and then Kate suddenly comes into her own because Kate suddenly, or Lisa has to suddenly become Shit. what Kate has provided for her emotionally for so long. Wow. We have no evidence. We don't because I didn't watch with that in mind. But I would love to see how the guys interact with the two of them. <laughs> And to see if the two of them ever have a conversation with the guys where they guys are responding to both of them simultaneously. And even if even if this stretches the bounds of credulity, it is so surprisingly viable. It's really kind of works. Like, because with the Tyler Durden imagery, yeah. like the the peak of what she imagines her potential to be. Yeah. Wow. And it was never a competition. Shit. Because Kate's not real. <laughs> what? Shit. Take yeah. that to the bank, folks. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's I think, I think we cracked this yeah. movie. We Should did. we do some fantasy casting? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting a real treat in this one. Mm-hmm. I am so relieved to, I am so glad Mandy Moore made this movie and she did a great job and I'm so relieved to take her out of it because I don't want her to be in pain. Yeah. And I just want her to thrive. Yeah. So I'm going to make Kate and Lisa. Oh my God. Ansel Elgort yes! and Miles Teller. <laughs> so that. I was so hoping you would do that. So but you can't change the names. Yeah. <laughs> I was so hoping you were going to do they that. They get to be the leads of this movie. <gasps> because I'm never going to watch this movie. Jordan's <laughs> like, I'm remaking this movie, but I'm never going to see it. <laughs> Oh, but there's no, by the way, guys, there's no special effects in this. You're all going into the tank. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to run out of air. (laughs) This is real. You have an hour and a half. This is an escape room. This is. (laughs) There's no puzzle. The final puzzle is there was never a puzzle. This is the found footage movie you've been dreaming of. I put a shark in the water by the end of it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's interchangeable. One can be Lisa. <laughs> one can be Kate. Doesn't matter. Jordan is yeah. Captain Taylor in this movie. <laughs> I do leave them behind. Yeah, you, you step on the gas I, as soon as that thing I cuts. I do leave right them after behind. You, right after you cut it with your wire cutters, yeah, you just step on yeah, the gas. Just, mm, come on, Javier. Literally, they're two feet into the ocean. Jordan just wire cutters, <laughs> boom, throttle, yeah. out. Yep, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> with the bandana yeah. and a fake mustache and yeah. beard on and then as you're Nothing driving it here. away you're, you're yeah. throw that back into the, the ocean, ocean. <laughs> yeah then I have my wild things ending and I'm fucking Nev Campbell on, his, on a boat taking the shitty boat to my awesome boat yes. farther out in the water <laughs> And you, then you I park s- the shitty boat inside the ocean. Boat. Yeah, and then I sail off yeah. to a wonderful future. And one of them is decapitated, and the other one hallucinates their rescue and is left <laughs> miserable and traumatized. That's my movie. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I would pay for that. That's, yeah, that's the zenith of, of Ansel and Miles oh on this God. on this podcast. It's my favorite runner of all time. <laughs> like, 
I was so hoping with the fantasy casting that that's where you're gonna go. I was like, I, I had a hunch on this. I'm like, I was like, well, I hate to be predictable, but I no. have to do it. And this is so satisfying. <laughs> so what? What is yours? All right. So I I was just trying to think of like, okay, get the vibe of this movie, um, including having the actress in it, mm-hmm. who it's like you're like happened to her which was kind of where mandy moore was when this came like right this we was a, sort of this is a resurgence of a kind this yeah. us was not out yet as <laughs> no. far as i remember yeah no this was still when mandy moore would be like making i mean i don't even know if tangle i don't think tangled had been made oh this is only like a year old really this is yeah 2017 like, 2017 yeah. this isn't from like 2014 nope. no no seriously no 17. this is no no this is this is a this is a recent film are you serious uh-huh I definitely thought this was from this like 2014. This is absolutely since I've been at Vulture. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, oh this is my not. God. This I, is not. I, I didn't recheck this at all, but I was just like, years. oh, this is like when Mandy Moore, this is like the period of time before Jessica Simpson would have made a clothing line. Like, No, I think it was like, it was, it was, it was such, it's timing was such with This Is Us to make it kind of extra surprising because it was like, oh, really? Both of those things are yeah. happening around now. Wow. I absolutely did. Okay. So, any still point stands of like, really, Mandy Moore? This it's, is well, it was a surprising, yeah. We certainly hadn't seen her in that mode before. Yeah. And, but also, like, I feel like you could, you don't have to be in a water tank for 17 hours. Sure. Um, so with that in mind, I, I hope went, she got back in participation. I got, I, I went Victoria Justice. Oh, I Lisa. love it. For Lisa. I love it. I already know who I want to be the sister, even if it's not who you want. <clears throat> okay. Well, it's Anna Sophia Robb. Okay. Which like, just in the sense of like, it's like, I need a blonde. I need a blonde <laughs> where you're like, I kind of know her face. She has big eyes. I feel like my instinctual mm-hmm. response totally goes with your Tyler Durden theory though, because I would have made her sister Nina DeBrath. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> that's fantastic! Because that, yeah, and, why wouldn't so you? But the, the only problem there is you can't tell them apart in the mask, so you wouldn't know I'm who saying. is who. It would have gotten even yeah. spookier. It would have been persona underwater. Yeah. Oh, like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's and good too. I, but any shine for Victoria Justice? Put somebody put Victoria Justice in a disaster movie. Oh go. yeah, yeah. No, Victoria Justice absolutely should be the college student who's working with like a professor who has a theory and then it starts <laughs> to be true. And then Victoria Justice has to be like, but the quantum mechanics don't make sense. That was almost her because Nina Dobrev was in Flatliners and she wasn't. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> um, but I also threw Ed Bagley Jr. in there as oh, Taylor. Oh, that's so good. Because I was like, well, who do you get if you can't get Matthew Modine? Because mm-hmm. he's got that he's got that money from uh, from Netflix now. So. Mm-hmm. We throw in Ed Bagley Jr. That makes total sense. I can I, there were several that. times when I was like, is that Ed Bagley Jr.? And I was like, no, 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 that's Matthew Modine. But could just as easily. And then there'd be less of that menace and more of the incompetence. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Like that's it, true. You'd have more of that kindly, like, maybe he just pressed the wrong button mm-hmm. instead of being like, maybe he does this because yeah. this is his kink. Matthew, yeah. Yeah, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Modine seems too on top of it. And you're right, too, like, turned on yeah like what, like maybe matthew modine is just super into watching sharks get into a frenzy and like he's yeah. up above the sea floor like he's just up there jerking it, it yeah. oh, thinking about like as he chums the water the <laughs> hatred amanda has for captain taylor is really something i don't hate him i think that he is a a force sexual of evil. deviant yeah. also a murderer. Evil. i just think that he's yeah cha- he's chaotic evil and <laughs> i dislike chaotic evil i really appreciate as 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 far on the other i am the asriel <laughs> in this in this situation in this friendship here I, like i i am i really i really like the idea of the title cards of anna sophia rob and victoria justice oh yeah so that's great thank I you so that. i thought you would I, that was a casting i was like jordan will like seeing oh they yeah. would definitely in this making probably not be wearing wetsuits 
Um, not meaning like bikinis. They'd probably not because I would want that, but right. because I feel like if we're remaking Forty Seven Meters Down, yeah, they end up. I was like shocked that it wasn't. I like it spoke to the movie that there wasn't that aspect of it. I was like, <laughs> it spoke to the movie. Well, like other than the fact that Manny Moore a couple times made co- jokes about her ass. We right. never saw it. <laughs> You're and right. I was like, good good for this movie. Yeah. It's um, true. not exploitative like didn't feel exploitative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I don't know if I could say the same thing about if this movie were remade. <laughs> I mean, obviously if you and I <laughs> were we the can helm. find that out yeah, basically we when we watch forty seven meters down uncaged. uncaged. I know. So we'll I haven't watched that yet, but we can find out if they decided to go the exploitation route with uh Sistine yeah. Stallone. That'll okay. that'll be a follow up one at some oh, point. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, once that comes out on, because I'm not seeing that in theaters. No, it's, I mean, I don't think that's still in theaters anyway. So what does that leave us then um, at the evaluation of Towering Infernos? Oof. So this is a tough one because normally the Towering Infernos for me is like rewatchability. Uh-huh. And I can't. Yeah. No, it's too stressful. Cannot. I, yeah. I don't I don't like going back to this movie. Um, uh, But I would give this a solid like four, four and a half. Solid. Like, I would put this really high. Mm-hmm. I was genuinely, maybe it's because my expectations were so low. But <laughs> because I really did expect this to suck. I expect this to be a bad movie. Mm-hmm. And it again, we checked it. It only got like 40%, 7% yeah, on Rotten it's Tomatoes. It's 52. 50. Oh, okay. Oh, it, but it's, it's, it's just over the median. But yeah, very polarizing. Really surprising. It's a very taught movie. Mm-hmm. Um 90 minutes or like yeah. 89 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Really. And it moves fast and yeah. it's, and it's compelling and you feel every second of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and not in the bat, but like you just, you're in it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But I would, I would give it a strong, like I would give four, maybe four and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, George? I would go, I would go 3.75. Okay. I'm going to go 3.75. Uh, I feel really good about it overall. I feel like I gave crawl in the fours. Mm-hmm. And I, it wasn't quite crawl to me, so it's really mm. only, it's oh, it's below the four because I'm judging it relative to day, crawl, <laughs> which is kind of a similar claustrophobia, sure. swarming aquatic creatures thing. Yeah. So I feel like I have to do it a notch lower, but impressed, impressed you gave with this crawl movie. a four point five. I yeah. think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'll give I'll three point seven five for this one, and yeah. and, a, and a strong recommend. Yeah. Wow. No, I I would I would go with you on that. I would mm-hmm. go. I put this. I I gave this a four. I gave crawl a four. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just two different experiences. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Uh, but I would absolutely, I would go, yeah. yeah. So four and 3.75. Strong showing, can't watch it ever again. <laughs> How about you, Jason? Uh, I liked this one more than Crawl. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what I gave Crawl, but uh, this one this one is, and I know there's like a couple that I didn't do anything with, um, but this one probably a four for me. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, th- there was never a, a dull moment in no, this movie. No, there really isn't. There really isn't. And it's I like it in the same way I like Good Time, where it's like, yeah, I'm probably, or like, not Requiem for a Dream for the same reason, but like, that it's a movie that you can appreciate and, and enjoyed and see the value in and got something out of, and but it's an never want to watch again. Yeah, yeah. it's an yeah. assault. Yeah. It's so, uh, good show. Good job, 47 meters down. Good job, yeah. good job Mandy Moore. Yeah. yeah. People, Moore, people, you did it. don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. Go, go give it a shot. So this is very exciting because we have already fortunately established what we're going to be covering next episode. Yeah. Amanda, would you like to unveil next week's Disaster Girls? I absolutely would. So next week, (laughs) we're going monsters again, but this time it is, we are heading to the Congo. For Congo. For Congo. Congo. Yay, super smart gorillas. (laughs) I am so excited. This is a house favorite among the Cruciolas. (laughs) (laughs) Laura Linney, Tim Curry, Mm. can't go wrong. 
animatronic gorillas. Animatronic gorillas. Anytime anyone takes Jurassic Park and says, what if Jurassic Park but <laughs> blank? <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Oh, I'm mean, so excited about this one. I am, what is it? What is what is the thing? Like, Amy, good. Amy, good girl. Coco? Yeah. No, the, the girl is uh, Amy. Well, Amy, is, yeah. Amy is based on, yeah. Yeah, so Amy, Amy. yeah, she's based on Coco. But I, so, okay. So, <laughs> what's the question? I'm, she, uh, we can cover it next week after I've seen it, but she has go. her like little signature. Or her little like sign. Her oh. little signature phrase that yeah. she likes to give. I'm so I can't. Excited. I haven't seen Congo since I was probably 12. It's I been, haven't seen Congo. It, what? Ooh, this is exciting. Oh, yay. This is so exciting. Oh, I'm so, so looking I'm so excited to, to finally have Laura Linney. Yeah. Uh, it is part of the gonna, conversation. Who are we going to fantasy cast if we can't fantasy cast Laura exactly. Lenny? Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So we've got we've got Congo. Congo you can catch for free on Tubi. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't already downloaded that app, you can get it there so that you can watch Congo along with us. Um, Jason, do we have any reviews to read? Has anybody yeah. left us reviews? We've got two more. We've got two more reviews to read, and then we are fresh out. Thanks, I did folks. just realize in this moment that we still have not yet covered a movie that I've actually seen before covering. Wow, it. that's wow. kind of dope. Maybe you get to pick the next one. I don't know. I I'm not well versed. Um, uh, the first review that we've got here is a five star review from uh, La Dida eighty five. Uh, they say five towering infernos. Yeah. So funny. Can't wait for the next one. Short and sweet. I love it. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for that, uh, that five star review. It's uh, super fun, super nice. We appreciate it. Uh, and this one came in uh, just uh, very recently. Another five star from uh, Slipper Slave. Oh. Yeah, right? Okay. Which, which, speaking of uh, crazy kinks, um, <laughs> <laughs> the title is uh, Superb Fun. One of my favorite podcasts, Kill by Kill, recently recommended Disaster Girls, and I am so glad they did. Thank you, Kill by Kill. Yeah, that is awesome. Thank you, Kill by Kill. Appreciate the shout out. Uh, I have always loved disaster movies, and I am so happy to be able to listen to these hosts dissect and expand upon each movie with incredible insights. I think we did great expanding this episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I think you really led the way for some great insights, Thank you. Y'all killed it, yeah. Thanks. Uh, The first episode I listened to was The Poseidon Adventure, and I got (laughs) so many awkward stares (laughs) as I laughed out loud too many times to count on the NYC subway during an incredibly quiet morning commute. (laughs) That's when you play it for the entire subway yeah, train. Like, this that, is New York. Earbuds out. No yeah. joke. Just be like, guys, we gotta hear about some boat windows. Yes, busk, <laughs> busk with our podcast. <laughs> I'm just grateful I wasn't drinking coffee because I definitely would have spewed it out on some businessman as I chuckled. <laughs> okay. This is fa- I, I really enjoyed the images that have been painted from these reviews. Oh, yeah. Between this and the one where uh, the podcast cured the blindness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just really it's enjoying the, the illustrations, you guys. Yes. Uh, they, they finish it off with Thank you so much, and I'm excited to keep listening to exclamation points. We are excited to keep talking. Wow. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be doing this regardless. So thank yeah. you for giving us an audience. So it's not just uh, us sitting us, around yelling about us movies. on the patio of the coffee bean, Absolutely. which is normally what we do. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you for all the reviews. But now we are fresh out of reviews. Um, so next uh, next week we 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 want to come back and at least have uh, one review to to read off on that the show. That would be really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we've. We've tapped the keg and, and uh, we're out. Um, but let's uh, let's get some more in. We appreciate you all listening. And hopefully maybe that, that Kill by Kill shout will have some more Kill yeah. by Killers. If you yeah. came over to the podcast from Kill by Kill, please leave a review and let us know that you came over from it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'd love to know how many uh, how many disaster divas were uh, spawned, yes. spawned from the depths of Kill Divination. by Kill. <laughs> Divination. Divination. <laughs> Divination. 
All right. So uh, I guess that wraps us up. Um, Congo, Tubi. Congo find it on, Tubi. on Tubi. You can find Jordan. Jordan, where can we find you? Uh, find me at Jorcru, J-O-R-C-R-U on Twitter. I am at Amanda R. Tubbs. That's Tubbs with two Bs. Jason? Uh, I'm Jason Halftones on Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, you can find the podcast. We're disaster underscore girls on Twitter. And you can email us. No one's emailed yet. It's very lonely. Mm. Um you can email us disastergirlspod at gmail.com. Hell yeah. All right, we'll, we'll see you next episode in the Congo. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>